Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. You've been asking for two hosts back in the studio, and today, you got it. Even better, one of them is Phil and Frank with glasses. That's the people asked for it. Maybe only three, but people did ask for it, in case you're wondering. We could steal something from Jalen and Jacoby, say, give the people what they want. That's the, You're here! And they do that whole what up, though. That's a big Detroit thing, not a that Chicago a, a thing. Detroit thing. That's Jalen's deal. <laughs> Welcome to PTI. Kornheiser started this Friday off on Thursday. So I'm joined by our great friend, Frank Isola. There we go. Yeah, there we go. I told you there were people that calls. Let's begin with the Nets beating the Knicks last night in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant had 29 of Brooklyn's 112 points, while the Knicks managed just 85. The Nets are now 3-2 under Jacques Vaughn and 3-1 and since the team suspended Kyrie Irving. Frank, you know and cover the Nets. Does this feel like a different team than the one that started the season? All right. Well, if you move the ball and you defend, are you a different team? Yeah. Absolutely. Last yeah. night, that 30 assists, by the way, in that game. And if you look where they were, the eight games that Kyrie played, and I understand Steve Nash was a coach a little bit different now, but they were 29th in defense. Right now, under Jock Vaughn, they're number one. But they say they're running the same sets. They say they're doing, e- attempting exactly. the same things. Exactly, 100%. And, you know, you could tell the media was trying to make this thing about, oh, Steve Nash, it's better that they hired Jock Vaughn. We're all glad that Jock Vaughn got the job. But this is about guys being committed to the defensive end. And remember another thing, too. Kevin Durant has been a different player. Kevin Durant last night, you were there. That's why it was a big game, because you were in the building. Triple-double for Kevin Durant. He was defending, had a couple of big block shots. When your best player's playing like that, and he's by far their best player, that sets the tone for the rest of the team. And I think Kyrie, listen, terrific player, but Kyrie tends to hold the ball, dribble it into oblivion a little bit differently. Let's move away from basketball-specific issues for a moment. How about the spirit of the team? Yes. I mean, you know, I know two generations of people who only want to depend on numbers to explain every damn thing. They can't figure out spirit. Well, they need to look at it and look at the court and look at the people and how they interact and study the locker room. Now we can get back in it. Because the spirit, Frank, of the team seems different to me. Yeah. And nobody's going to give voice to that on that team. They all want to circle the wagons around Kyrie. I get that. But the fact is they look like a different team. With the energy they're playing, with the commitment, those things you cannot quantify. You can come up with phony numbers to fraudulently assign them to a team, but they don't explain how guys feel about themselves and each other. And that's ball movement. Why is the ball moving like it is? The two teams with ball movement, Allison, Utah... Yeah. And the Nets. And, and guess who was that? And guess who last year were the two teams that moved the ball? When Ime Adoka convinced Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you can't go isolation. So the NBA today is ball movement yes, it is. and defending. And those are the two things that the Nets are doing. By the way, a couple of nights ago against Luka, the, the Nets were down by 10, under four minutes to go. They held Dallas to without a field goal, had a chance to tie it. Then Kevin Durant, who had made 62 straight free throws, missed one, one, and then he intentionally missed the last one. Every team except the Lakers has good enough shooters enough of them, that if you move the ball offensively, you're not yeah. going to be cold all the time unless you're the Lakers. The, the Nets do look like a different team. It's early, though. It's a small sample size. So Kyrie, by the way, in theory, Ellsworth to come back Sunday against the Lakers. Mm. Do you think he's going to come back at all? Will we see the He'll number come. 11 jersey? Yes. 
All right. Maybe not Sunday. He'll be back. All right. Let's move to the state of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Nick Saban's ninth-ranked team has lost twice already and now faces another road test at number 11 Ole Miss. Former Alabama quarterback Greg McElroy told the Always College Football podcast, quote, this is the first time that I have ever actually been concerned about the future of the program. How about that? Nick Saban's defense, we lost two games by a total of four points, both on the last play of the game. Mike, are you with Nick Saban's former quarterback, or are you with the head coach here? I'm with the head coach by light years. I mean, McElroy is too smart and too experienced to be getting engaging in the sky is falling. Let's go over these two games again. One of the, the game they lost to Tennessee, at Tennessee. <laughs> that beautiful kick. A team kick. that has been ranked number one. A partially blocked, we think, tip, yeah. something deflected kick. And then the la- a two-point conversion. That's it. Yeah. So this is, this is insanely exaggerated or overly over-dramatized by Greg McElroy, who I now guess really is a media member more <laughs> than he's right. an ex-player. What are you talking about? So if he had won those two games, again, one play on the road, Against a team, one of them has been ranked number one, and the other one at the time was ranked 10. Two plays, and you're saying the program, he's got to be more specific to me, Frank, and offer up some evidence of what he thinks the deficiencies are or is, because I don't see it. I have no idea what he's talking about. I I agree with Nick Saban as well. The idea, you know, here's this program that does have this standard. They're obviously going to make the college football playoff. Probably not going to happen this year. The odds are that it won't happen. All they do is send players to the NFL. What I like about it was if Nick Saban was told, you know, Michael Wilbon said he could see the future. He's worried about the future of the program. Nick Saban would have said, who the heck is Michael Wilbon? Who is he to say that? Notice how his former quarterback took it kind of easy on him. He's got a soft pedal a little But Greg McElroy said something else which I thought was interesting. He said when we chose Alabama, so he's talking about himself and former players, this kind of sounds like you telling me stories about walking through the snow in Chicago, taking the bus, the subway. When we chose Alabama, we did so because we want to be held accountable. We believed in toughness. Effort, pride, I'm starting to well up here. The off-season program was hell on earth, and now he says in order to create a more player-friendly environment, they've kind of gotten away from that. So Nick Saban is worried about but, creating a player-friendly environment. See, but, I but don't he, but believe any of that. But maybe he's calling out today's players a little bit. Maybe that's why maybe he's being them. old man, get off my lawn. Exactly. All of a sudden, at 34 I know all years about old. that. I play that role I, a lot. I'm not paying any attention. Saban could come back and win next year. Then, then what? Of course he can. Of course he can. Everyone, well, not Greg McElroy doesn't want it to be over, but a lot of people want this to end just like they Why? want Bill Belichick to be over and you know what? guys that win you know all the what? time like LeBron people James, they want it to be to over. It's not happening. the end of great runs, they shouldn't be watching sports. Go watch yeah. something else, really. Because you don't understand how difficult it is to be great as long as any of those people you just mentioned. Nick Saban, right, right. there. If, if you want to go to the NFL and you think you're good enough, that's one of the programs you go to. Go to Alabama. Of course, just turn on TV Sunday. Just turn it on. That's right. Now to the U.S. men's soccer team. Manager Greg Berhalter has picked his players for the World Cup effort, which begins with a group stage match against Wales Monday the 21st. Frank, it's a week from Monday. Yeah. After reviewing the roster, and I know you're fired up for this, (laughs) what are your reasonable expectations for this U.S. team? Well, all right, so the next World Cup is in the U.S. Everyone wants big things to happen. I think... We're at a stage with this program where getting out of the group stage is realistic, and I think it could happen. I think a big part will be against Wales. You know, Wales, terrific team with Gareth Bale. That's a legendary player. Gareth Bale played for LAFC. He was on vacation basically the whole year. He was playing golf most of the time. They brought him in late as a sub. What did he do? He scored a goal. He has that kind of quality. 
I think it's that first game. You better get out of that first game with at worst a draw. If you lose that one, then you're going to be in trouble because England is England, even though they never beat us in the World Cup. And then playing Iran in the Middle East, maybe needing to win that game to get in, will not be easy. One quick thing. The center-back pairing is going to be big. That is so important. The two guys in the back, I'm so happy that Tim Ream made the team. He's 34 years old. He plays in the Premier League in England. That's an important position. Not the most athletic guy, but smart. Are you okay with Zach Steffen being left off the team? Well, a University of Maryland guy. And by the way, the coach, Greg Berhalter, he had, had Zach Steffen He's in been with us for a couple of years. And okay. he was part of the team that qualified. Well, let's get back to the expectations, which I think might be a little out of whack. Yep. Let's just look at the group. England, who was ranked number five, is FIFA world rankings. We, the U.S., are ranked 16. Wales is 19. Iran is 20. I Frank, know. There's no difference. You can't separate them. There's no great upset there if Iran beats the United States 20, beats no. 16 in neutral site competition, or Wales, for that matter, a week from Monday, 16 versus 19. These teams are very evenly matched, except for England, which everybody's going to agree is a top yep. five team. I'm looking at this going, where are these expectations? What are they based on? Yeah. We didn't play in 18. I was there in 18. Yep. They weren't, because I went to Russia to see a couple yeah. of games. What, why, why are we now thinking that we're so good we have to beat teams that are tightly bunched in we our We can get group. out. Two teams will get we out. We can get out, but will we? I think we will. And by the way, remember another thing. With Gio Reyna uh, plays in Germany, uh, you have Tyler Adams, Brandon Aaronson. Plenty of great play. international and elite experience. By the way, Plenty. keep your fingers crossed because this is going to be true of every national team. The final club games are this weekend. Yeah. So all these managers the of the national team are crossing their fingers saying, yeah. please don't get hurt. In fact, Pulisic hasn't played a lot for Chelsea. Don't play him this weekend. He's like NBA teams. <laughs> yeah, load management. Load management. Load baby. management in uh, football. That's what we we're do. taking a break. We're coming up, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson appear to differ on the merits of play sheet wristbands. We'll ask Steve Young how important he thinks they are. We'll also ask him what his experience playing center does for Jeff Saturday as head coach. See how much weight Saturday's lost? I he saw him like model now. Two weeks ago, he couldn't. Was not in a better mood. Look great. First of all, you look great. It looks great. great. Maybe you knew something. Might not be. Part in the interruption is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. The only thing I regret about my life was hiring local talent. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. 
Experience it live. If I knew about Upwork, I would. To pardon the interruption, presented by Johnny Walker. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Old Man Kornheiser is not here to pretend that Steve Young followed in his footsteps. So let's just get straight to the NFL issues with our great friend from Monday Night Countdown, Hall of Fame quarterback, Steve Young. And Steve, we got to start with with this Seattle situation with Pete Carroll um, praising Geno Smith for using a wristband to call plays, said Russell Wilson didn't do it for years in the past because of resistance. Russ says, we won a lot of games here without the plays on my wrist. Where do you come down on this, Steve, and how valuable is this wristband thing? you got to love the passive-aggressive conversation that's happening <laughs> crosstalk. I don't know where that's going to go, and it's funny that it's about a wristband because the wristband, look, if it's, a, if it's a tool to help kind of accentuate the knowledge the quarterback already has, fine. But if it's something that's going to make up for a, a lack of preparation, I remember when I was – you know, kind of you know, signaling plays into Joe Montana, I would go to signal. Bill Walsh would tell me the play, and before I could signal it, Joe had read his lips. So that's the kind of preparation that you need to have to be great at quarterback. Owning the data, blitz, tendencies, defense, who's, you know, everything that's happening, short yardage, goal line, motion. You have to own all that data. If that wristband is somehow a, a crutch because you haven't done the work, that you don't know everything that you need to know, then I'm not much for the wristband. But if the wristband is an extension and someone helps you kind of, you know, accentuate the knowledge you already have, I'm fine with that. But the conversation between Pete and, and Russell, come on, man, that's just passive aggressive law. <laughs> Do that in your own time. Stop bothering us with all that stuff. All right, Mike asked you about a wrist. I'm going to ask you about an elbow. Josh Allen did not practice today. We know that he has the injury to his throwing arm. Is that the kind of injury that you would try to play through? Or do you rest it and then, you know, reevaluate a couple weeks later? If you, if you start to, Frank, if you start to tell me ulnar collateral ligament, I start to shake and wobble because that that's how you throw the football. And so that's where you get a lot of tendonitis. So if it's tendonitis, you have to manage it and work through it. And I get that. But he hurt it. So he microscopically tore it or tore Like, it's hurting because it was torn, even subtly. So until that's completely healthy, the torque on that ligament is how you throw the football. So you could have it slightly torn or a little bit and be out a month like that. So I don't know, be super careful here. This is Josh Allen's future. You don't want that you all, you know, you, uh, the ulnar collateral ligament having any kind of problem. So make sure it's fully rested. All right, one of the biggest story of the week, Jeff Saturday becomes the head coach of the Colts. He played center. The centers know more about what's going on, kind of like the catcher in baseball, maybe the point guard in basketball. What about that? Well, it's true because everyone on one side of the field is concerned about overloads to their side, blitz to their side. They don't really know what's going on the other side of the field. That goes all the way out to receiver, even the backs. There's two guys that are looking at the whole field sideline to sideline. It's the quarterback and the, and the center. And so I do understand and believe that, yes, you're right, like catchers kind of know everything because they have to. Jesse Sapolo used to be my center, and I remember being on center one time calling out the signals, and all of a sudden he's like, Steve, safety, watch the blitz, watch the blitz. I look over, I'm like, Huh, you're right. Here it comes. Jesse, thanks for the tip. There's a guy with his head between his legs, and he knows more than I do what's going on out there on the field. Centers are unique characters, and they do run the show. I really love 
So centers do know. I agree with that. Jeff Saturday knows what's going on. All right, before we ask you this last question, did you ever get a phone call like the one Jeff Saturday got? You ever get a phone call where somebody wanted you to get your butt to candlestick? <laughs> you were going to coach either the next week or the next game or anything like that. Every player dreams of being able to be a general manager, to come, you know, judge talent, because we always feel like we know it way before the scouts and all the other people out in the system. Players know. And so any chance I see that a player can go do something that can coach or general manager, even own would be awesome. You know, I think that's, I would love that. I never got a call like that, Michael. And no one ever goes, hey, can you come down and kind of wing it with the guys, see if you can call some plays. But I, I'd like to take a shot at it, to be honest with you. I think Jeff Saturday is living out the dream of most NFL uh-huh. quarterbacks, I mean, most NFL there players. There you go. Even, even Hall of Famers can have a little Walter Mitty moment. All right, I got to ask you about Justin Fields. It looks, he looks like a totally different quarterback under this regime where they're actually tailoring the offense to fit him. You had a lot of those same skills, what are you seeing, both positive and negative, from Justin? Well, this is more than a five-minute conversation, Michael, but I will tell you that the game has come to dual-threat quarterbacks. And dual-threat in college, dual-threat is a runner who can throw. In the pro, if you're going to be a true dual-threat quarterback, you need to be a sophisticated passer who can run. We know that Justin and I, or all of us like us, we already know how to run. We don't need to be coached. But we do coaching sophisticated passing we need to have a, a, a gurus that understand dual-threat quarterback talent and then teach them how to throw the football. And we're getting that infrastructure more and more. Look at Mike McDaniel. Spits out of an innovative place like San Francisco, goes to, goes to Miami, and Tua suddenly is being the quarterback whisperer. We're getting more coaches able to teach the dual-threat quarterback, which I love, and the more, the merrier. Because the, the truth is, the prototype is dual-threat quarterback, and now we need the infrastructure to, to support them. Steve dropped so much knowledge, but wow. I got to tell you, Joe Montana reading lips. I'm never forgetting <laughs> that. Steve, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks, Steve. Good to be with you. You can catch Steve on Monday Night Countdown. This week features the Commanders, by whatever name, against the unbeaten Eagles. Let's take one last break, but still to come, how concerned should the Lakers be about LeBron's latest injury? So we got a football game tonight, and should we favor the Falcons or Panthers tonight? Is that a football game? Yes. That's a football game. game. I ain't watching. The Thursday night game. I'm not watching that. Those are sometimes a little different, those games. Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, we're tracking the latest developments with Josh Allen's injured elbow. Plus, how the pressure to stay perfect is affecting the Eagles' approach to Monday night's showdown with the Commanders. And the latest on LeBron's status after leaving last night's game against the Clippers. SportsCenter, 6 Eastern on ESPN. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Time to get happy, people. Happy 59th birthday, Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys head coach will return to Green Bay this weekend, where he coached for 13 seasons, won a Super Bowl before getting fired with four games left in the 18 season. McCarthy said earlier this week that this game was just another game. Yeah, right. Then admitted that the way it ended in Green Bay left a dent, his words, with him and his family. He got emotional as he talked about missing the people in that area. McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers appeared to have a rocky relationship at the end, but Rodgers said yesterday, quote, I'm thankful for those years and thankful maybe a little bit more now as the years go by, close quote. McCarthy's Cowboys are six and two and face a three and six Packers team that has lost five straight Frank. Mike McCarthy has a chance to bury his former team, his former quarterback. I feel good for him. You know what? He's kind of the pinata down there in Dallas, but they saved their season 4 and 1 when Dak Prescott went out. They did. Why not the Cowboys? Maybe they are the best team. Got the upper hand right now in the back. Good defense. That's for sure. Happy anniversary, Earl the Pearl Monroe. On this day, 51 years ago, the Baltimore Bullets traded the future Hall of Famer to the Knicks for Mike Reardon, Dave Stallworth, and most importantly for the struggling Baltimore franchise cash. Monroe had been sitting out in a salary dispute with the Bullets after helping the Knicks get to the finals where they lost to the Lakers. Pearl was huge one season later as the Knicks beat the Lakers to win the title that year. As Kornheiser would tell you ad nauseum, his teammates included Frazier, Bradley, DeBusher, Reed, Lucas, and Thiel. Both the Knicks and Bullets, who he led to the finals in 1971, have retired Monroe's jersey. You people that think Kyrie's the greatest <laughs> ball handler ever, Matthew, go to YouTube. Watch Earl Monroe. Now, I know they were throwing rose petals at your feet in Brooklyn last night, but when Earl Monroe walks around New York, that is a beloved figure. By the way, he is a school in the Bronx, the Earl Monroe New Renaissance school, Basketball right? School. Charter school, tuition-free, 440 Monroe. boys and okay. girls at that school. Legend. Legend. 50 years since the Knicks last won a championship. By don't, don't remind people oh, well. of Tony or Stephen A. A melancholy trails to Fred Hickman. The sports broadcaster passed away yesterday at the age of 66. Hickman rose to fame in the 1980s as the co-host of Sports Tonight on CNN alongside the late Nick Charles. They were so great together. They would host more than 3,000 episodes together going head-to-head with SportsCenter. Hickman was also an original host for TNT's Inside the NBA, later worked for the Yes Network and eventually ESPN. He had spectacular and meaningful moments as an important voice in sports reporting. You know, as, as you like to say, people of a certain age, we all knew how good Fred Hickman was. And by the way, he was the first voice ever at the Yes Network. Was I was up really? there last night, and they, you know, they had a beautiful tribute to him. He brought in a lot of guys from Atlanta, including uh, Bob Lorenz, who did a great obituary. Got to know Fred pretty well in the second half of his career and just loved listening to him, watching him yeah. all the time. It's really sad. Um, one omission, Justin Verlander opted out of the final year of his deal with the Astros. We're running out of show. Let's get to the big finish. LeBron left last night's loss to the Clippers with a groin strain. Frank? <laughs> he limped off into the locker, maybe into oblivion. They're saying, Dave McMenamin is saying, 
day-to-day, so he won't play tomorrow. He won't play Sunday against Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn Nets. Evander Kane of the Oilers will be out three to four months. This was disgusting. After a skate blade cut his wrist the other night. Is that a big loss? Huge loss. They just signed him to a multi-year deal. He's an important part of what they're trying to that win, injury win again. Yeah. The Raiders place tight end Darren Waller, wide receiver Hunter Renfro on IR. Is that significant? Yes, it's two of the top receivers, man. If you're Josh McDaniel. By the way, Waller hasn't played since October 10th, hamstring injury. Bellerman beat Louisville last night. Is that a big deal? Or Louisville, as they say. Louisville, and Kenny Payne's debut was Louisville coach. That didn't go well. You know, they, they don't like that, losing to Bellerman. No. He was, a, he was an exception. I know they were a conference champion last year, but still. Last one, Thursday night football. Yes. Falcons, Panthers. Yes. You are not streaming that. Pre-game show, the game, post-game, wake up early, watch it again. You know, watch it NFL. I don't believe NFL dominates Thursday nights. Uh, We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm dominating my TV at my house. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. No streaming, no on button if it was on that way. You got off easy. USA, they're going to get out of the group. Coming up now. And Cutter. They're getting out. Yes or no? One, two. Oh, yeah, we all want them to. We're going to wait for the games. That doesn't make you a great American. The Eagles approach to Monday night's divisional showdown with the Commanders. Plus, we'll play some truth and dare with the true best quarterback of the 2021 draft class. And a dare that could move the Cowboys one step closer to their Super Bowl dreams. And despite a convincing loss to Georgia, does Tennessee now have the clearest path to the college football playoff? SportsCenter continues next. Deep sea driving, I see. Something like that. Well, here's something else. With your farmer's policy perk, new car replacement, you can get a new one. That is something else. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.